Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. Because I was on, the reason why I'm asking you now is I was on with my buddy Tim Benz, our friend from Pittsburgh. Yep. Yesterday, he had me on his podcast. And it's up today, actually. Check it out, Tim Benz, B-E-N-Z. And the reason he had me on, he's in Pittsburgh. And what happens with the Bills game obviously impacts the Steelers. Granted, what happens in their game first impacts them more. He also had on a Ravens guest and a Jaguars guest. So he's kind of getting the whole thing that's got to go on. So because he's doing this kind of, hey, these are the games that impact. He said this question to me, so I'm going to ask it to you, all right? Okay. So the Steelers need, the Steelers fans, what they need is to win the game yep. and have the Bills lose. I don't think they can get in if they win and just the Jags lose. I think they have to have the Bills lose. That's the way it works for them. Right? They, Am I right? You're saying if they lose and the Jaguars lose? First things first, things first for the Steelers, they have to win. If they, they lose, they're out. They can get in with losing. Oh, they can? Yes. If what? They need the Jaguars to also lose. Okay. And that's it. They're in. I guess I got that one wrong. Let me just flip it to the Bills side. All right. What the Bills... Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Wait. I forgot about this. Jeremy, real real quick before you you get into that. Because Jeremy pointed this out this morning that I did not know. So, okay. These are the only two games that matter if the Steelers lose. Let's say Steelers lose to the Ravens. Wait a minute. I'm looking at this. Steelers, I don't think, can get in with a loss. Yes, they can. Oh, they can? So here's why. If the, oh, if the Ravens yes. beat the Steelers yes. and the Titans beat the Jaguars, yes. let's say those two results happen, then the winner of Broncos Raiders that's right decides who gets in. If the okay. Raiders win, it's the Jags. If the Broncos that's win, amazing. it's Pittsburgh. That's incredible. Right. Because you're playing for somebody else's fate when you have nothing else to play for for your that's own. That's incredible, right? Yes. Like imagine everyone turns that game on at four o'clock. There's not a lot of games that matter in the four o'clock window. Like that might become the game of the of the day in, in the four o'clock window. Yes, of we're watching a, a win and in, but not between the two teams that are that's on the line for. But anyways, that's like a, that's that you need a lot to happen for that to work, happen anyway. Would it be so? Which one would the Steelers need in that scenario? They would need the Broncos to beat the Raiders. It's easy for Steelers fans to root against Raiders, so that would ma- net okay. match for them. Yeah, right. That's a traditional yes. Steelers Raiders seventies rivalry. Yeah, you know. 
kind of kind of a yeah. classic there. All but right, anyways, so, yeah, not the high. No, that's okay. I like that. I like that. I kind of butchered that from their perspective. I'm thinking about the Bills. I'll still ask it to you though, the way I want it to, okay. from the Bills' perspective. What the Bills need, obviously, is for them to win. They could get in with you know losses from either Pittsburgh or Jacksonville. We know that. Rank the confidence you have in the games this weekend. Meaning okay. A. Okay, let's start in chronological order. What are the what is the, what confidence do you have? One being the most confident that the Ste- Ravens would beat the Steelers, yep. the Titans would beat the Jags, the Bills beat the Dolphins. That's the ideal scenario, obviously. Yes. In any regard, because you're getting everything you want. I would go. I would definitely go Bills over Dolphins as my number one. I would definitely go Bills Dolphins as my number one. I mean. They're favored. I mean, on the road, the Dolphins injuries mm-hmm. and the history of these two teams, what it looked like earlier in the year, what Miami has looked like against other top teams, what they've looked like, you know, against this quarterback. I Bills for sure is number one for me. And then I think number two is the Ravens over over Pittsburgh, more so than the Titans. I know the way Vrabel sounded earlier in the week, like I like hearing that because we could use, and we still Titans don't know winning. if Trevor Lawrence is playing. We don't. I I imagine that he probably will tough it out and at least try. Um, but right, you don't know, so we'll see. But I'm gonna assume for the sake of conversation that even th- th- that it's Lawrence. But the Ravens last year with Tyler Huntley did play a 16-14 game and a 16-13 game against Pittsburgh. And I do think those two teams will always play each other close. Like it's yeah. so rarely is a blowout, no matter mm-hmm. who the who, who's the better team. And the Steelers don't have the type of team right now that. Well, they did blow out the Bengals a couple weeks ago. They, they did. did. They did do that. And at the same time, I'm also I'm still hesitant to buy into Mason Rudolph is just as good as mm-hmm. we've seen. Right? Like we, it's not like he's some new rookie that like oh maybe this guy's a diamond in the rough. Like no, we've we've seen Mason Rudolph enough, I think, to know that this is not him. And he's not going to throw for 280 yards a week. So I would go Ravens as my second most confident. And then Titans a close third. Because I do think, I do think, I can think they can upset the Jags. It, it's it's feasible. I'm For me, maybe with both quarterbacks. No matter who plays between Levis or Tannehill. I, I listened to Ian Rappaport yesterday. And he said, and this was really interesting, I thought, a, a good point. He said they don't know who's going to play Jacksonville in Jacksonville at quarterback. It could be Trevor Lawrence. It could be C.J. Beathard. But he made the point that at, Trevor Lawrence has been super. We know this. This guy has been super tough this year with gutting it out. Yeah. But he also, when he hasn't had the reps throughout the week, he has not played his best football. Like He might be the kind of guy that needs to have those reps. That's his point. I'm just relaying it. But I thought it was a really interesting point. They played well with Beathard last week. I, go, I, I understand it was the Panthers. Yeah. But you can make an argument that him getting those reps all week is better than Lawrence not getting the reps and playing. Yeah. Rappaport, by the way, said an hour ago that Lawrence, if he does play, he's not going to be. I mean, what is this to say? Nobody's hundred percent right, but he's saying he's not going to be hundred percent right. In place. Um, but he is pushing to play. It is a shoulder injury and a finger injury, by the way. Right. Like, the two things that would affect the way you throw the football the most. So there is an element there of, you know, okay, Lawrence is pushing to play. You're the Jaguars. You know he's pushing to play, but hey, man, we like the, you're tough. Like he could be as tough as he wants, like wanting to play through whatever pain and playing through whatever he's got. But his injury status, if I'm the Jaguars, isn't how much can he take? You know, how much pain can he fight through versus how much 
are those two injuries going to affect how he throws the football? Because if it's a shoulder injury and a finger injury, which is what he's listed with, then, again, he could be tough enough to play, and I might still sit him because I don't think you can throw the football right. Do you think the same thing with Josh Allen? He's got a finger injury. Not to the same extent. Not to the same extent. It's This is the first, you know, week that we've seen this listed, and, you know... It, if it was so bad, then maybe I would think about it. For me, it's more about the shoulder, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the fi- if it's one finger, maybe you can get away with it. I don't know. But, like, Lawrence has a shoulder sprain. Like, that, to me, is the really tough part right. about how he throws the football. And Allen, you know, like, last year I would have we, – we were talking about it, right, with his elbow. Like, I would have been much more willing to talk about, like, a ligament right. or something like that versus, like, finger, I feel like you can, you can, you can manage somehow. Let's um, set you up for today. It's a Buffalo Football Friday here on the Extra Point Show on WGR. My name is Sal Capaccio, along with, of course, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Thanks for joining us here on a Buffalo Football Friday. And on a Football Friday, it is presented by Topps Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. We will have Bills head coach Sean McDermott in just about an hour, just after the 11 a.m. hour. So make sure you're here and get here at 11 because you don't want to miss them. It's a really nice injury report for the Bills, but we'll get the latest update as far as injuries are concerned. And the teams travel down to Miami for a big, big Sunday night game, of course, against the Dolphins this weekend. We will have Paul Hamilton at 1030. Yes, it's a Buffalo Football Friday, but Joe, nice win for the Sabres last night. So we'll check in with Paul about that. Nice win for Devin Levi back in his hometown in Montreal against the Canadians. And we will also check in with Pat Hammer, who returns. Uh, We missed Pat last week. Great job by Kevin O'Neill, but Pat's going to join us again today and we're going to get a look at the Miami slash South Florida weather for Sunday night a lot of people traveling to Miami a lot of people traveling to South Florida Uh, Jeremy talked about it on his flight when he was on you know this morning with you and I've been getting pictures we have I've been talking with people who are already down there I've been talking with people on their way down there there's going to be a lot of Bills fans there if you're going to the game Give us a call, 803-0550. What's it like for you traveling down? Maybe you're listening to us right now on the Odyssey app. Give us a sense of you know the Bills fans that are traveling down there. In the meantime, before the Bills play, the Dolphins, Sunday night, it's Ravens-Steelers tomorrow afternoon, 4.30, right, Joe? I think it's 4.30 start. Yep, yep. I think that is. And then it doesn't mean anything for Bills' playoff chances, but the game after that is actually important for the AFC playoffs, which is the Colts and the Texans. At night, so that's interesting. And then, of course, Titans-Jags Sunday at 1 before the Bills get going at 8.20 against the Miami Dolphins. All right, let's um, go out to the phone lines now. 803-0550. Tony and Clarence starts us off. Hi, Tony. You're on WGR. Good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> morning, I'm Tony. 76 years old. I predict that the Bills will win this game by seven points. And right. uh, don't worry about the rest. But I'm going to tell you about the commissioner, Goodell. He's a coward because the prior, his predecessor, Pete Rozelle, and you guys aren't old enough to remember this. I know Pete Rozelle, but maybe I'm not old enough to remember this. But I remember when he was the commissioner, yes. I'll tell you what happened. (laughs) Whenever there was a game that was uh, decide on who gets into the playoffs, the team that was playing that already was clinched, was requested by the commissioner, which meant they had to do it, to play their regulars for at least two series during the course of that game. Because that was the advantage when you have this uh, Ravens team sitting down seven or eight of their starters, that gives the other team a better chance to win. 
the Steelers have a much better chance to win without your quarterback playing. Roselle never allowed that to happen. You can check with the Bills of front office. They'll tell you that they were not only ordered but requested to not rest their players unless they play two series. That is the way it should be done because right now this playoff system is rigged by the fact that you have a number one seed not going to play their players against the team desperate to get into the playoffs. That You check that out. You'll find out I'm telling you what had happened in the past. Goodell is a coward because he would never do that. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this, Tony, okay, just so you know. The Bills did the same thing in the Super Bowl years against the Detroit Lions at home. They had nothing to play for. They rested their starters. And because of that, the Lions won and the Bears made the playoffs. They did it. Right. This is in the I 90s. remember it. Hold on. So, and I don't remember. When was Goodell, when did Goodell come into uh, into power for the, um, as commissioner? I think it was in the 60s. No, Goodell? No, no, no. You're talking about Roselle. No, Goodell came in after Pete Roselle. I know, I know. What I'm saying is, is what I'm saying is, I think Pete Roselle was still commissioner when all this happened. So the Bills didn't rest their, the Bills didn't play their starters that day. And the Bears got in, and I don't know if you remember this, Tony, but Mike Ditka was really, really mad at Marv Levy about it. And he said, yeah, yeah. And then he came to Buffalo for a game the next year and Bills fans were giving him the business basically. So yeah, Tony, I don't, I don't remember that. I, I, as long as I've known, there has been a thing with this. Maybe you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong, Tony. But as far as I remember, there was never a you must play them. It could have happened, Joe, before that, though. But that was a thing. The Bills did that one year. They rested their starters against the Lions in the finale. The Lions won the game. And by doing that, they kept the Bears out of the playoffs. And Ditka was pissed. All right. Listen. If you don't want that to affect you, then make the, there's a little bit of make the playoffs before. Mm-hmm. Right. Make the playoffs before week 18. There's no, I mean, really, if I'm Roger Goodell, and let's just play this out for a moment. If I'm Roger Goodell, I prefer teams like the Ravens sit their players. I got a TV show to put on, right? I've got ad revenue to create. I've got tickets to sell. I want Lamar Jackson playing in my playoffs. I'm thinking of Tagliabue, by the way, probably at the time, but go ahead. He's going back to Roselle. Yes. Right. Tagliabue for like 26 years uh, in the middle there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if I'm Goodell, I don't I don't want these guys playing a meaningless Week 18 game for for them. I know it's meaningful for other teams, but I need my star quarterbacks playing in the playoffs, and I need my star players yeah. playing in the playoffs. So if if I'm the commissioner, I'm I'm completely fine with this. Yeah, and I, so. I don't know why we skipped over Tagliabue there, um, you know, to the caller and uh, yeah. and me because he was there for a long time. I think he was the commissioner at that time. It could have been true, and I'm not doubting it wasn't true in Rizal long time ago. But can we also make the point here, Tony, like? Times have totally changed with television, and Roselle right. was the one that got the league to kind of where they are with TV and all that, but times have really changed with how they maneuver these games around, and they're trying their best to make sure that every team at least can kind of you know, do their best for this, but at the same time, if there's nothing to play for, there's nothing to play for. I don't know. I, I, I think that the it would be malpractice if the league forced a team to play somebody like Lamar Jackson and he got hurt. That that would be on the that would be on the league, and I'd if, if I was a Ravens fan and yeah. you told me I had to play him for two series and he got hurt, I'd be pretty mad. Oh, I'd probably fake an injury before that. Yeah, get out, right? <laughs> get out of there. there fake that's injury right. to get him out in the first place. Yeah, that's right. By the way, you had a caller this morning that said something interesting about that game. I want to get to, but let's get to Glenn in Fort Lauderdale down there where the Bills will be playing. Go ahead, Glenn. Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, go Bills! I just wanted to say uh, I've lived here thirty years. I always. Um, 
I've been up there all uh, all summer long this year, so I always listen to the GR. But I also listen to uh, QAM down here in um, Miami with Joe Rose. And the other morning, he had a real interesting statistic that he said he found out from some ticket website where they track these things. But he said that uh, it looks like 52% of the tickets are have gone to Bills fans and 48% to Miami. Yeah, that so that, really that story is from uh, that's from WKBW here in Buffalo. And they interviewed, and Jeff Russo put it out there the other day, and Matt Bovey, the sports director as well. And that was someone they interviewed from Vivid Seats. That's not, yeah, that sounds like it, Vivid Seats. Yep. Yeah, right. so I just thought that was great, and I thought I'd... Uh, Have you seen a lot of Bills fans already? I haven't, but I will this weekend because, you know, Sunday or Saturday, I usually, I have a scooter, so I'll head down to the beach and kind of scoot around there a little bit, yeah. and um, that's where you start seeing the players and a uh, couple of the bars turn into Bills bars, you know, the elbow room and everything else, yeah. so it'll be... Uh, It'll be fun. I'm sure I'll see him. I got a few comments at church this morning because <laughs> I had my bill stuff on. And they said, what are you doing here today? I said, well, got to say my prayers. We got a big game coming up. It is a big they game. All laughing. They yeah. said, we'll talk on Monday morning. And I said, okay. So Thanks. I Thanks. do run into a lot of Bills fans here, though. I have a buddy down the street that hangs uh, on Andrews Avenue. He hangs a big Bills flag. And on my two-story house, I got a big Bills flag, Bills Mafia. My neighbors give me a little hard time every now and then, but it's all in fun. Thanks, Glenn. I appreciate you. Joe, you had a caller this morning mm-hmm. that asked, would the Ravens kind of lay down a little bit to keep the Bills out of the playoffs and say, I know it's our arch rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but we'd rather have them in than the Bills. Here is my answer to that, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some people in the Ravens' front office that might say, you know what, it'd be nice to have Pittsburgh and not Buffalo in the playoffs. I'm sure there's some people that would think that in the organization. Yeah. There is less than 0%, if that's possible, less than 0% chance the Ravens team, the players, the coaches, would do anything short of trying to win the game against the Steelers because that's what they do. Players are going out there with mm-hmm. an opportunity to play and put things on film and win and show out and get paid. Right. Guys are in contract years, whether it's for the Ravens or someone else. Can you imagine Tyler Huntley, who's getting a chance to start, going, eh, I kind of like they had the Bills in the playoffs. To-. No! The guy's right. going to want to throw for 300 yards and five touchdowns is what he's going to want to do. Guy that's on defense who is playing for the, the people who are out, they want to get out there and sack Mason Rudolph ten times. Yeah, That's what they want to do. I that's I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think if I'm a Ravens fan, you know, it's different. Because a player you just can't you can't bring that into your locker room or you never you never would. Right. So for me, right, management maybe even could be thinking that. I also don't really think the Ravens should care all that much or even will. Sure, in theory, the Bills over the Steelers. It makes it a stronger pool of teams that are going to make the playoffs. But if you're Baltimore you're going to play two AFC teams. If, if you make the Super Bowl, or your path to make the Super Bowl, you're going to play two AFC teams. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to play? You're not getting Pittsburgh. I mean, you could. Pittsburgh could pull an upset on a Miami. But you're probably not playing the Steelers. It's probably not going to happen. So, how different is Browns versus... Browns and then Chiefs versus the Bills and then the Chiefs. Like, is it really even that different? Is it that much harder? 
I know Josh Allen versus Joe Flacco, but the way the Browns have looked right mm-hmm. now, like if you're the Ravens, you're probably assuming you're going to play two good teams. Mm-hmm. These pushovers, like what you might think Pittsburgh is or Indianapolis, for instance, like if you're Baltimore, I'm just not assuming. I'm I'm not thinking I'm going to see those teams in the playoffs. Right. I mean, in, in the Ravens. They really have nothing to do with the Bills making the playoffs. Yes, they can make it harder right. because they have to win the game. But they game. don't directly, right? They the, but the Bills, just, Bills still get the chance to win their own game right. and be the number two seed. And by doing that, that's actually maybe the better scenario for the Ravens is what you're saying, which is if the Bills are the two, you're not seeing them anyway until the AFC Championship. Maybe someone knocks them off. If the right. Bills get in, as the, if they lose and get in as the six or seven, you only have to play them in the their first playoff game. So yeah, I, to that caller's point, the answer is no. Now... Again, there may be some people in the Ravens organization who probably think in the back of their mind, boy, we hate letting Pittsburgh get in, but it's actually, that'd be better for us if they got in than the Bills. One less Josh Allen to deal with in the playoffs. The players, the coaches are not thinking that. They want to win the game. That's what they do. They're putting this on film. They're going out there. They're trying everything they can to do what they get paid to do every single week and look good doing it. Now, as far as Tyler Huntley, Mm-hmm. This goes back to our point about C.J. Beathard and Trevor Lawrence, Joe. Tyler Huntley is not coming in cold for an injured Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's going to have the game plan all week. He's going to have all of the reps at starter all week. That's why I'm here to tell everybody, don't sleep on Tyler Huntley here putting together a decent performance because he's done that before. I know he's a pro bowler and we joke about that from last year with the injuries. But this guy can play a little bit. And with all the starters reps... I don't think that they're just simply going to go out there and get, you know, rolled by the Steelers. Yeah, I agree. And what's funny about Huntley, I pointed this out yesterday, that, well, actually last night I pointed out the the totality of his, you know, starts last year. Tyler Huntley in his career has started eight games. Three of them have been against the Steelers. Wow. He's seen that defense. He's seen that defense three times already. And this will be the fourth. Mm-hmm. So if you think that matters, like he's got fami- familiarity there. They've already played a bunch of close games against him. And what we saw from Huntley last year in Baltimore was the guy's a really good backup quarterback. I mean, there's a. it was funny that he made the Pro Bowl, but there was also a little bit of a reason. Like of the guys remaining, he was he like, oh, he played pretty well. They won a bunch of games with him. He didn't put up a lot of stats. Um, But he does run the ball, which I think as a backup quarterback is always valuable. So I think his mobility, how fast he is, and the Ravens, even though they're they're resting some starters, the totality of their roster is still one of the best, if not the best in football. So they're not not resting 22 starters in this game. No, and John Harbaugh made the point, Joe, it's not preseason. You don't have 90 guys. Yeah. So I do... Right, exactly. You can't even rest everybody if right. you want. Like, I don't even know if you have enough linemen to do right. that. So I think... It's like... Think about the Bills when they are up, like, 30 at the end of a game, and you'll still see Osiris Torrance and Spencer Brown out there because they just don't have enough linemen. Right. Like, you don't have enough players to do that. So I think they'll be... I think there's enough... This is why I said, to me, they're the second team I'm most comp- confident in of the teams the Bills need this week. Because I think there's enough left over on that roster, even with the guys sitting. And I think Huntley is a good enough backup quarterback, combined with Mason Rudolph on the other side, that I really do think the Ravens, at home, by the way, right, that's at home, can win that football game. Yeah, I give him a shot. I give him a shot. How are you, uh, where are you watching that game? You going to be home? 
That's a good question. I think I have a... I think I have a party to go to in the middle of the day, so I'm hoping that's going to be on. I think it probably will be. We... If not, I'll definitely... Like, probably second half, I'm sure I'll be home for. As the traveling party with the Bills and the radio broadcast, the team and everything, we'll be in Miami by then. Like, basically, yep. you know, you know kind of settled in. I know that there's some stuff going on down there. I try to go over to Russ Salvatore's uh, party that he has down there uh, every year and try to make that again this year, but whether I do or not, I'm going to be following that game from down there, and yeah. it's going to be interesting. And if I'm with a bunch of Bills fans and that game is on, yeah. that'll be interesting to see them kind of into that game. I Have you ever watched – I'm trying to think of like games that would have mattered to the Bills – well, 2017, I couldn't watch it. I was following no, right. on my phone. Yeah, different, almost like different day, though, too. Like, I have one somewhat similar experience from a couple of years ago where I was at a meat raffle the day before love it. Bills and Chiefs Okay, for the 13-second the game, the day before, and it was Bengals and Titans. Okay. And remember... What we thought of the Bengals at that time was very different from what we've thought of them for like the last year. So Burrow's in. We all kind of thought they were not that good. Like they're 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 teams. You know they're just they're the Bengals. They mm-hmm. beat the Raiders last week. Yep. Burrow hadn't taken that you know stardom ascension yet. So everyone wanted. Well, and also if the Bengals won. You knew the Bills were playing for the right to host the AFC Championship game. Right. And had the Titans won, you knew that you would be going on the road. That's right. So everybody at this meet raffle was, this is the day before, everyone was rooting for the Bengals. And there was a late game sequence. You remember, it was like a, maybe there was a sack, and then there was a game-winning field goal by McPherson. Okay. And the place yes. went nuts. For this Evan McPherson field goal, because everyone was confident. They had beaten the Chiefs earlier that year. Everybody thought, oh, man, we're hosting the AFC Championship game, and it's against this team, this this fraudy Bengals team. (sighs) So that's kind of similar, right? Like, it's a different day. It matters to the Bills. You're with a group of people. So, yeah, I guess you could go out for this game tomorrow, and you'll probably find some Bills fans around, especially if you're in South Florida. Uh, four thirty PM start. It is. Is that that's the Peacock game too? Right? Is that the Peacock game? I did not know. I think it might be. There's that a, that's the case. Or is no no next week's a Peacock game? You uh, might, for the wild for wild card. What about this week? I think though the only Peacock exclusive game I thought was Bills Chargers. So I thought that it would be available on both. Uh, let's see, Ravens and Steelers. The game will be on ESPN. ESPN. What about the late game? The late game will be also on ESPN. Okay. They got both. ESPN and ABC for both of the Saturday games. Time for a break. We'll be back at a snap. Brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official Apple of the Buffalo Bills. And when we do, Paul Hamilton joins us. Sabres 6-1 over the Montreal Canadiens last night. Maybe the start of a really nice weekend for Buffalo sports. Let's hope. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People will ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Big win for the Sabres last night. I mean, big win. Right now they're still trying to just cling and hang on, but 6-1. big in terms of the score. Yeah, that's right. It's a wide margin, 6-1 over the Montreal Canadiens. Paul Hamilton joins us right now. To talk about it on the West Her Hotline, his appearances are brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Planning for your futures about more than just money. Let Equitable be your guide. And by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. I guess the question now, Paul, is can they build on it? What did, what did you see last night that might give you any confidence at all that they can string a few of these together? Well, right now, any win is a big win for the Buffalo Sabres. So, Sal, you were right when you said it. Huh. Um, you know, they, they, they need wins. And... They only picked up one point in the standings with the win. So, um, you know, what? by being idle since Sunday, they lost ground because teams were playing mm-hmm. and they weren't. And that's what happens when you everybody has games in hand on you and they lost ground because of it. And um, Devin Levi needs to return to someplace every game. I mean, <laughs> but he returned to Boston for where he played at Northeastern and but just lights out, had his best game of the year to that point, and uh, won 3-1. to one. And now he returns home to Montreal to play at home in Montreal for the first time in his NHL career, and he played even better. I mean, he had a, had a great game uh, and just uh, shut down the Canadians at every turn, made some great saves, and, uh, you know, when, when, it, when it was 0-0, you get through the first period, and... You know, then uh, all of a sudden, Buffalo, who had two power play goals in 12 games, scored two power play goals in a minute and 29. Yeah. And they they did it differently, if you noticed. They, they weren't trying to feed the circles for one-timers. They started working the puck down low and working their plays from down low. And it uh, it worked really, really well. And it was interesting. The number 29 power play in the NHL was playing the 30th penalty kill so it was like okay how's that Who who's gonna win that battle um mm-hmm. so uh the, the sabers did at least to start they got the two really nice power play goals uh, the way they worked uh for that they worked the puck very well to get those but they couldn't accept prosperity because on the next power play they had they give up a shorthanded goal where you know 
Rasmus Dahlin brings the puck up. He's being real casual about the whole thing. Uh, Armia strips him of the puck, and not only strips him of the puck, he sets him up to be the screen on the on the on the shot. And uh, so you know, it's not, it's not only does Dahlin lose the puck, he screens Levi, and that's um, two to one. So now you're thinking, what's going to happen here? And sure enough, that gave Montreal some energy for a little bit. Uh, they they mm-hmm. spent the next. I don't know how many minutes in Buffalo's zone, but uh, Levi made some great saves along the way there, and then the Sabres got their mojo back and uh, scored four goals in the third period. So, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, four goals yeah, four in goals. the third period. So, um, you know, it, it was, as Don Granado said afterwards, there are things he didn't like, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to like in that game for them. And sure, anytime they want to play like that on a nightly basis, they will start going on a streak and they will win some games in a row. Um, you know, that's that's the way they need to play for, for the most part. Uh, I thought the new defensive pairs, uh, uh, with the exception of Darlene, were really good. Uh, I thought they, they mm-hmm. uh, performed very well a, as pairs. And, uh, you know, the... The, right, except for maybe the first four or five minutes of the game. I didn't like the defensive pairs then. I didn't like the team then. But once I got past that, um, and Levi had to make like three bell ringer saves uh, in the first three or four minutes of the game, uh, Jesse Yolanda was right there on the goal line twice. Mm-hmm. He he had two, two kicks at the can there, and Levi just held strong and uh, made sure that puck didn't wind up into the net. So... Uh, once they got past that, I did like their their new defensive pairs. Yeah, I liked Yoki Haru throughout the game with Dalene Paul. Like there were a couple times he kind of covered up to you know break up some odd man rushes. Um, and Levi, you, you mentioned that stretch after Dalene gives it away and Armia scores. Where man, like there are years in the past where that that's going to happen to almost any team at least for like a small stretch. It feels like of a game where the other team starts to take it over. And I thought that's really where Levi earned being the number one star last night because I bet a lot of Sabre fans watching that game at that time were going, okay, here we go. They're about to give it up, and this game's about to turn the other way. Yeah, no, absolutely, and especially in that building. Uh-oh. Did we lose Paul? I think we lost Paul. All right, we'll get Paul back. Darlene. Voted to the All-Star game, going to the All-Star game. Yep. Not an All-Star play last night in the blue line, though, on the shorthanded goal. No, that was – that I thought was, like, maybe one of the only negative real yes. moments of the night. I mean, it was, it was a really tough one, and Paul had it right. Like, he kind of stood there and screened him after right. he gave it away. He gets the empty netter a little bit later on. He's having, offensively, a very weird year. He leads all NHL defensemen in goals. He does. He, though – Dalene in the past, and you, when you think about his game and his top plays, you think of him as a playmaker, mm-hmm. like a quarterback from the point. And while he's going to he's going to shatter his career high in goals, he is way down in terms of assists this year. So offensively, even it's been a little bit of a weird year for Dalene. I think we have Paul back. Um, Paul, while you were waiting for a second there, we just kind of got going on Dalene a little bit, where you know his defensive game is worth. You know, you know, talking about here for recent times, but it's kind of said like his offensive game even has been weird this year, where he's gonna have the most goals he's had, but his assists are way down. 
I didn't know. If, I don't think I ever thought I'd be saying this. He has not been good on the power play. Hmm. Oh, did we lose him again? All right. Well, that's okay. I think we don't have Paul. It's, if we can get if we can get Paul again to you know chime in, whatever. We'll try that. But in the meantime, uh, we want to. We'll, we'll just thank him and say <clears throat> got a little bit of technical difficulties here on a Friday. And Paul's Paul's appearances, of course, brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Planning for your futures about more than just money. Let Equitable be your guide. And by Relax, Relax Honda, Relax. We got this. One piggyback on what he just said, though. Yeah, on power da- play. Yeah, power play showing up last night. They, I mean, that, I don't know how right, how repeatable is that? They were also playing one of the worst penalty kill units in the league, but this, there's no reason this team should have this bad of a power play. There's no reason for it. Um, given, like, the personnel they have on the roster. And it was nice to see last night the ability to just put even a couple in because Montreal was taking a lot of penalties. They were tripping guys, they were, they were playing very undisciplined. And you want, if you're going to be a legitimate offensive team in the league where you're going to intimidate other teams by your ability to score, well, that includes the power play. And last night, I mean, that's how you get out to the lead. They didn't score an even strength goal until the third period. So, how do you have the lead going into the third? You got to be able to score in the power play. So, and by the way, one other thing worth mentioning this was not power play, but Thompson now. Starting to heat up a little bit. Yeah. He's at, I think it's now five goals and I think it's five goals and five assists maybe in his last six games. So he's, I mean, he's not had a season like last year where it's highlight real goals all the time and oh look, he's on pace for 50 goals. Um, He of course had the injury, but. He took one away from Skinner last night. Does that go in if he doesn't touch it? I think think it might have been close. It's close. Right? I think it probably would have been close. Skinner was super happy for him, though. He knew. He wasn't like, ah, you took it away from yeah. me, right? I mean, it was it was close, though. But even it, what if you watch it on the replay, Joe, he scores. He kind of looks back at Skinner as if to say, like, oh, dude, my bad. I think you had that, and I pushed it in. Like, yeah. he kind of felt bad about it. But overall, those guys both. I mean, Skinner had a four-point night. Skinner just always, oh, unless Ralph Kruger's his head coach, he's just always going <laughs> to give you what he's got, right? Like, right. He's, he's always going to give you the goals. He's always going to... You know, he's always going to fire up the other team a little bit, too, in in a, in a good way, I guess, for the Sabres. And then, yeah, he's got, he's got 16 goals in 36 games. Like, no no big surprise, right? Like, even when his line mates have not performed up to snuff, right? Like, Thompson, we mentioned, like, he's he's heating up again, and his numbers are fine. But they're not where they were last year. He's regressed. Tuck's numbers have regressed. And even though his line mates have regressed, Skinner's just right there on pace for, like, 40 goals again. Levi's game last night. He goes back to Montreal, his hometown. He's a huge Carey Price fan. Grew up a Harry, uh, Carey Price fan. Yeah, takes that net in that arena. How cool is that, right? I mean, you. Oh yeah. Did you go the, there. See the video of him like meeting like family like I, after the I, game. I haven't. I remember Sabres tweeted the, the, out a little the, bit ago. The video of his family in the game was super cool. Watching them cheer for him. Yeah. But w- tell me, what was that like? I mean, just like just seeing him like you, you could tell. He he wanted that game. Yeah. He wanted that performance oh, yeah. in that city. Um. And he he was spectacular on a multitude of different occasions where he the Sabres outshot Montreal, but Montreal had some grade A chances where I mean the glove save he makes in the third period where he's coming out to meet the shooter. The the first great save he had on the night is where he's like doing a full split from post to post. Yeah. And the the Habs are trying to push it in past him and Gallagher like crashes the net. So 
he was really strong from really beginning to end. And as we mentioned, like the only goal that beat him, um, Darlene put him in a pretty tough spot. They did have another goal that was disallowed, though. He was interfered with. That is, you know what's funny? That happened right at the beginning of the second period, yeah. and I was not back to my TV yet. It was a good call. I mean, he was yeah. clearly interfered with. The, okay, yeah. the player was kind of right in front of him in the crease and kind of turned Joe in the elbow, basically, like, or the back hit hit Levi yep. and knocked him. He got reset, but it was such a quick moment, and then the, the puck goes in, so it was a good call. I mean, I, I think anybody could have seen it was goalie interference. That's what they called. Let's get to a phone call before we hit a timeout. Jimmy, down in Miami. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, guys. Hey, I was just going to say, um, uh, a few minutes ago, a caller called in saying there's a lot of tickets and uh, available for the game. And uh, I certainly believe that because, um, not to throw shade on the on the um, the bandwagon is huge. We're okay. We are totally okay with you throwing shade on the Miami Dolphins uh, fan base. Yeah, Go right I mean, ahead. But I'll tell you, it's, it's totally different than the Buffalo fan base, Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, the whole Northeast, because those people up there, and I, and I was one of them when I'm up there, but now I'm down here. I mean, I'm a Bills fan. So, so I kind of bleed blue also. I don't go to the games, but I totally get it, you know. And the thing is, there's so much going on down here. You've got the sun, the, the beaches, the golf. The, you have Miami Heat. You've got the Panthers. So there's only so many dollars available, and if people have tickets to the, to the fins down here and they're not doing well, uh, they're going to be breaking ankles and shins, jumping off the bandwagon. You know, it, when the trading starts going south. So, I mean, that, that's really what it is. And uh, yeah, I guess, you know, you guys know that. But, uh, you know, the, the people in Buffalo, that that, that stadium is going to be sold out. Before yeah, we, we, we've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. You're right, Jimmy. And what we're getting now, Joe, is Miami fans putting on social, don't let Bills fans take over our stadium. Like, they're a little afraid mm-hmm. of that. And that's what seems like kind I, of happening. I think it's happening. It's Buffalo invasion is really what's happening. Yeah, they are probably <laughs> they they are just listening to podcasts and seeing Dolphins fans social media a little bit. They if you think Bills fans are going to be nervous for this game, like even with the idea they can miss the playoffs, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, Dolphins fans are ten times on edge because this is even though they know they're in, it's yeah. what it kind of means to them. Yes, it's it's the sim- it's even the symbolism of it. Right. You have done. Everything to your roster with the idea of beating the Bills and and taking the division away from them, all of it. While two was on a rookie contract, especially all the picks, all the money that they've spent, it's all it's all for this game. And you're an underdog. Yeah, you're an underdog right. at home, and your building's about to get taken over. And you just lost by fifty to the Ravens. Like, it is not good vibes in Miami, I don't think, going into this game. We'll get a final injury report today from both the Bills and the Dolphins. Sean McDermott joins us just after 11 to give us a Bills injury update and more on the game at Miami on Sunday night. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Jody Biasi will be back after this timeout here on WGR. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 
All right, we'll get to Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, after the 11 a.m. hour. When we get back, let's get to Dan in New Jersey first. Hi, Dan. Morning, gentlemen. Happy uh, Happy Dolphins week. All right, you too. Um, I, uh, I, I've i heard a lot of confidence this morning from – I was listening to the morning show uh, about this week, and I, I'm nervous. I just – I do not like how the offense has looked the past two weeks. Honestly, the past three weeks when I think about the passing offense and – I know Miami's defense is really beat up, but that also means they're bringing in NFL players that are fresh. So um, I guess with regards to the offense and, and just the game overall, what, what has you guys so so confident for this week? I think you should be nervous. I mean, it is the Miami Dolphins and they're at home, and, but I my confidence level is in the fact that the Bills have pretty much handled this team over the last few years. They know their personnel, and – they can't really generate much of a pass rush, I think, Joe, given those injuries. And that that's my confidence level. And on the other side, without Jalen Waddell, I mean, I think that it makes it a little... That, it's funny. I think most of the confidence you hear is what you first mentioned. Like, the injuries yeah. on defense and where Miami's at and Allen's resume against the Dolphins and Fangio. For me, for me it is Waddell out. And their third leading receiver on the year is Durham Smythe, the hmm. tight end. Not an intimidating player. It's all Hill. And the Bills' defense is playing at an incredible level they in the last very well. four weeks, five yep. weeks of the season. They've had to bail the offense out, quite frankly, a few times. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of my confidence comes from, I don't think the Dolphins are going to score a ton of points on this defense in their present form. Interesting. And it's yep. not just Waddle being injured. Their offensive line beat up guys missing, guys limited at practice, and the Bills, meanwhile, did you see this? They're like, they have a chance this Sunday to break their all-time team sack record. Most sacks in team history. I think they need five to do it this week. We don't want to be late for Sean McDermott, so Eric, Ryan, Clover, please stay on. We'll get to you today. We'll get to you after we get back from this timeout, either before or after Sean McDermott joins us, and that's going to be happening here coming up next after this break on the Extra Point Show on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.